To, uh, you may be right with uh, JB and Polly D. A lot has happened since we've been in the studio. It has. Yeah, Nationals won the World Series. That's awesome. The Patriots lost to my Ravens. You know they're nine and one. I mean, well, you know everyone needs everyone needs a blemish. Disney Plus came out. I've heard that's awesome. I've heard it's a lot of fun, and I've heard it's a pretty great deal. It really is. Yeah. Um, well, what have what have I been watching? Lots of Simpsons. Oh, The Simpsons is great. Any, any good episodes? Oh, yeah. We did uh, King Size Homer. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah. I love that one. I came, I came here to see Hunk if you're horny, Polly Day. What, which one's that? Oh, oh that, that's when he goes to the movie in, uh, in the Moo Moo, but they won't let him in because he's too big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, no, my, my mind defaults to the, my mind defaults to the, I'm sorry, your fingers are too fat to obtain a special dialing why? one. Why? Why? <laughs> to obtain a special um, dialing ones, mash the keypad with your palm. Uh, I've also been doing uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of new adventures in Winnie the Pooh, which was one of my favorites when I was, you know, like Disney Saturday morning. Oh my God. It's amazing. Yeah. What about you what have you been watching uh you know i don't have disney plus okay um but what i will say is what have i been watching i've been watching a little bit of football have been watching any basketball even though the celtics are tearing it up right now they're the celtics are two. tearing it up they're nine and one uh they're 11 and two. Oh, le- oh, oh, yeah that's right they played since nine and one uh, right as of today they're 11 and two they're doing really great and uh you know i guess brad stevens just needs a bunch of scrappy Scrappy underdogs to you know to to be any good, but um, how's this for basketball? The very depleted Golden State Warriors currently trail the Dallas Mavericks ninety three fifty. Yikes! In the third quarter, yikes! Knicks are probably about to lose to the Sixers, although they've kept the game close the entire way. It's a pretty cool year in the NBA because um, I you know I hate to say it because the Golden State Warriors aren't all that great, but um, it's things seem a little bit more wide open than they yeah, otherwise. It's than anybody's they, game than they have been in years past, and the East seems pretty wide open especially with the Celtics being as surprising as they are yeah I mean there's still a lot of basketball left to be played but we'll get there but yeah. uh, unfortunately Paul AD I, I wish we were podcasting under better circumstances today no absolutely right there's uh, a big story that's dominating everything and we got to talk about yeah it. so for those who are unaware ladies and gentlemen the Houston Astros who lost the Washington Nationals in the World Series they did are in a lot of trouble. Surprisingly, they lost. Yeah, I mean, they. It was also interesting. It was the it was the first ever championship series where no team won at home. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It, it proves home field advantage is meaningless. Right. It's about who wants it more. Right. And the, I guess. And the Nationals did it. I'm thrilled. Huge Max Scherzer fan. Right. Juan Soto was one of my favorite players. A colleague of mine is a huge, you know, a, a very dear and trusted colleague of mine is a huge Nationals fan. I'm just really mm-hmm. happy. We're just really happy when they won it, so he got to celebrate. Because there's nothing like celebrating your, you know, your team's first World Series win. Yeah. Or I mean, for as a Red Sox fan, your first World Series win in a in a very long time. Yeah. I mean, one of my one of my old buddies from when I was at Bleacher Report, uh, my friend Matt Falconer, uh, he was thrilled. 
He's absolutely thrilled the Nationals won, as he should be. And they gutted it out, man. It's a great, it's a great World Series win for baseball, right? As a whole, right? It, it was, it was exciting. The games, most of the games were were good. Yeah. Um, I think that you know a couple of those middle games there, three and four. Actually, honestly, three, four, and five were a little seemed a little academic. Yeah. After a while, but one, two, and six and seven were great games. I mean, Nats Park also just plays weird as a ballpark, right? Anyway, so the the Houston Astros, back to them, uh, they could be in some very big trouble. According to a report in The Athletic, the great Ken Rosenthal has reported via several sources, including former Astros pitcher Mike Fiers, who went on the record, the team used electronic means to steal signs in the 2017 season, a.k.a. the World Series year, in which they were video game good. Right. Now, right. it looked like they, I mean, I mean... In, you, in the years subsequent, I, I I would remark while watching the Astros that they swing they swing the bats as if they know what's coming. Right now, this publicity is the exact opposite of what the team needs right now because the league is currently investigating their front office culture. You'll recall after the Astros defeated my New York Yankees in the ALCS, mm-hmm. assistant GM Brandon Talman made some misogynistic comments towards some female reporters regarding closer Roberto Osuna's domestic violence case. He was going. I can't believe we got Osuna. I effing love Osuna. And so now they fired him. But well, they're, but, I mean, they're, but they're investigating the front office culture and just how they treat their employees and people in general. And now they have to deal with something which could send a ripple effect throughout the entire organization. Right. So I think a little context on the, I, you know, I effing love Osuna. I love Osuna. What he's, the, the, the allegations that came out were that he was doing it in somebody else's face, weirdly. Yes, in in three female re- in one specific female reporter's face, and I think three female reporters came out about a total, including the one that it happened to. Is that do I have my details right? Um, kind of. So he, right. So it was in the general direction of three women. Right. One of whom was wearing a domestic violence awareness bracelet. Oh, that's and right. And it was also a young lady whose name escapes me who initially reported what happened. It was a taunting gesture is what I'm trying to get across. Yes. Uh, I think, and, and I think the people who, the, the, the woman who reported it, I think obviously felt that way, that it was a taunting gesture. Right. You know, and as such, it was inappropriate. Right. Now, quick note on Houston's front office culture, because this could turn out to be relevant to the overall investigation. Sure. This is from Evan Drellick of The Athletic, who, who on this, uh, this cheating out, uh, story, that he's been working in tandem with Rosenthal ever since. Um, the way the Astros run their run their front office, and Paul, you you know what uh, the McKinsey company is? Yes, yes, they are consultants. Yes, they are efficiency experts. They have their fingers in a lot of pies. They like I recently heard a report of them. Um, I think just expanding just general data software or something like that, or just or just trying to like upgrade infrastructure software or something like that. I mean, they do every they do everything from from uh, they do everything from real estate. My understanding is to even I think they might even be involved in, in farming operations yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, they, they 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 have their hands in a lot of different verticals. Right, that's how they say in the business. Right. So the point is, Astros GM Jeff Lunau used to work for McKinsey uh, way back in the day. Now, long story short, the way the Astros run their operation it is all about maximizing efficiency damn feelings getting hurt people according to Drellick's report people have been fired for being almost too good at their job so the or, so they don't have to get a raise make i mean it, it makes a, a crude sort of or a cruel sort of sense but right um the point is and, and Drellick said he spoke to people within the organization who gave some very gory details and like made the situation look even worse but they said don't put this on the record because i'll be outed just be just because people will remember who was there right now, 
Now, this just goes to what I'm saying. Like, the Astros guys, they aren't traditional baseball men. These are, you know, corporate finance guys. Paul, you work down in that part of the city, from what I understand. It's a whole different set of morals. Well, I mean, you know, um, it's about, it's a, it's a more bottom line focused culture is what I would say. Yeah. And being that you're going to dispense with certain things like the way things ought to be done given the history of the industry that you're in. Do you know what I mean? So a guy coming from that culture, I would surmise, is a lot more likely to throw out, kind of like Billy Bean almost did, but to throw out not only conventional wisdom, but conventional mores, the way things are done, the norms of right. baseball those are, are those are those are a lot qu- those are i th- i would assume going to be a lot quicker to go by the wayside and that includes everything from you know from what you expect of your players to conduct how they conduct themselves on the field all the way up to the front office yeah um in the meantime let's get to the cheating so so wait a minute wait a minute yeah. i so how is the front office how do you think the front office culture thing because that's a big piece of it but that came out in the playoffs how is the front office culture thing connected to the cheating or is it it's a win at all it's a win at all cost measure because what i was going to get to this later that's what you're saying yeah because i was going to this later apparently uh um, some anonymous astros front office executives emailed the scouting department and said hey let's put in a system you like an electronic system where we can pick up the other team's signs so what we're establishing here is then first of all the astros are run by or they're not run by a bunch of but they're run at least they're starting to take on some of the some of the traits of uh of you know efficiency consultants here yeah the, the loudest voices in the room in the front office right are um, ex McKinsey guys or, or these efficiency consultants that you just mentioned? Right, and base and basically what they're gonna what it what it translates into is you know bottom line we gotta win. Right now, as for the cheating, um, former Astro and current Oakland Athletic Mike Fires, he's thrown two no hitters. He's a good pitcher. He described the following: a camera was placed in center field, focused on the opposing catcher signals. The video fed to a computer setup between the home dugout and clubhouse. Now, if a breaking pitch was coming, whoever meant, whoever monitored the feed would they had a trash can nearby and they would bang on it, you know, like like that. If, yeah, it, was, yeah. if it was a breaking pitch, uh, John Boy posted an example of this on his YouTube channel. Danny Farquhar, who was the pitcher in that video, confirmed that it was the reason that he called the catcher to the mound. Hey, let's change up the signs. And so, when did this come out? When did the Mike Fire stuff come out? That came out in Ken Rosenthal's initial report earlier this month. And the initial report earlier this month was only about 2017. Yes. Okay. Uh, and the video that John Boy posted was from 2017. And he has said, uh, he said this on Boomer and Carton. And I'm sorry, not Carton. Uh, Carton, um, Boomer and Geo. <laughs> Carton's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. He was there on Boomer and Geo. He, he said it on his own podcast. You go onto YouTube, type at HOU. 2017 you can find Astros games archived by Major League Baseball and if you and if you put headphones on and go listen to when the Astros are at bat from about the sixth inning on you can you can hear if it's a breaking pitch you can hear you know um, either one or two bangs but it's usually just a very quiet very intermittent could easily be attributed to something falling down in the club right. could be in the crowd yeah you know, yeah, could, I mean, be, could be could literally be anything. Well, this, but if you're listening for it, yeah, if you're on the fi- if you're on field level and you've been you know you've been on field level and so have I. If you're on the field level, things can sound different down there. 
Right. You know, and if you're on field level, like the obviously like the batters are, like, you know, the dugout is, it's going to sound different to you than crowd noise. Yeah. Now, the worst part about this is that, because first off, this is bad. And even worse is that teams have been gunning for the Astros in terms of stealing signs for a very long time. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. an- anecdotally, I could say that the Red Sox uh, in 2018 caught somebody, I believe, outside of their outside of the uh, outside of the home dugout. Yeah, uh, with a camera, and the and the belief was that they were there to steal signs. Right, and the Astros played off. Oh, we thought they were stealing signs because yeah. you know because who was the who was the Red Sox manager in 2018? Alex Cora. And where was Alex Cora before Boston? Alex Cora was bench coach in Houston. Which brings us to the next point. Mm-hmm. Um. So per Rosenthal, there were three people in charge of this operation. A.J. Hinch, who's the Astros manager, Alex Cora, who we just talked about, and then player and newly hired, newly hired New York Mets manager Carlos Beltran. Now, Beltran has denied any wrongdoing. He has. Uh, and as Michael Kay notes, yes. uh, in, because we're both huge Michael Kay fans, but as yep. Michael Kay notes, Beltran in any proceeding is going to be protected by the Players Union. Yes. And so that does change the calculus. Right. Now... Um, Beltran has said, look, they approached me about sign stealing and I, and I said, oh, well, we could, um, here are some ideas I have, but he claims they were illegal. Mm-hmm. Kay then said Beltran isn't the type to lie. So this could very well be a case of Beltran gave advice and Cora and Hinch went rogue. But it's very complicated because Beltron is now a manager, but this happened when he was a player. Or just Hinch went rogue. I don't see why we need to necessarily include Red so- World Series champion Red Sox manager Alex Cora. I can, know, I can right smell the, the Boston baked beans on you right now, and you're, and you're from Connecticut, of all places. You should smell like lobster and oh, misery. Lobster. It's lobster. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, but, uh, but, uh, but, you know, but, but you're right. To, uh, to your point, uh, Beltran does deny it, and you know, that could be the case. A.J. Hinch and Cora went rogue, or it could also be the case that his advice was merely incorporated in what I think a lot of people are surmising is an, a top-to-bottom organizational wide effort to grab an edge and using 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 and it's it's getting what i'm saying is it's getting more and more elaborate with each and every allegation and each and every report this just came to mind what if this goes beyond the astros major league roster what if they're doing this down in the minors too i mean how would you how would you how would that be helping the minor league players to give them an advantage to win the, to win minor league games. You have to develop these guys. Yes, and they, and it's not. It's on. Yes, it's about winning. I guess for the fans of the minor league ball clubs, right. but it's not really about winning down there. Here's an idea. It's about development. Here's an idea of just how much Houston cares about winning. This is from Peter Gammons, who like we don't need to defend him at all. His reputation speaks for itself. No, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, he he posted on Twitter. I think it was on Monday. Today's uh, today's Wednesday when we're recording this. He mentioned that many of the people helping Major League Baseball in this investigation could be former Astros scouts. And why is that? Because do you think? well, it's like I said, the um, the Astros front <laughs> office guys are usually um, efficiency consultants. Uh-huh. It's a Wall Street mentality. Uh huh. And they're okay. probably taking their notes from Moneyball. Yep. According to Gammons, these scouts. Now, now, first off, scouts are very protective. A of the game and be of themselves because they look at these analytics and they see it as they see them as taking jobs away. I mean, look, if you if you've read the first chapter of Moneyball, yeah. you know how much trouble scouts have been in in the, for the last 20 years. Yeah. You know, their their knowledge, their experience has consistently been questioned by the analytics movement. 
Right. And it's not that they're on the outs and that they're in, they're in danger of going extinct, but they're they're not nearly as prominent as they once were. Correct. Within literally, I would assume seventy five percent of the organizations, maybe a hundred percent of the organizations in, ma- in Major League Baseball. So per gamins, these scouts when when the new Astros guys came in, I'm talking up top. These scouts were treated with the with the most utmost disdain. Right. Like people look down their nose at these guys. So we all know scouts hate analytics for the reasons I just outlined, but if that's true, these scouts are gonna be out for blood. Absolutely. And, and they're gonna wouldn't and, you be? and they're and they're gonna tattle. And if were I them, I would tattle too. Yeah. And and the, just given the fact that the Nationals apparently used very complicated and intricate sets of signs in the World Series for this very reason to not get found out by Houston, right? That that's a giant piece of evidence right there, and I'm not circumstantial. And I'm not sure that they succeeded in not getting found out by Houston. Yeah. Now, where is Rob Manfred in all this? Right. Because he is the judge, jury, and executioner. Basically. Yeah. Well, he's currently at the owners' meetings in Arlington, Texas. He's made it very clear any punishment which is handed down from this investigation. We'll make sure something of this nature never happens again. Uh, and apparently Jim Crane, per Newsday's all, uh, Laura Albanese, he's only willing to talk baseball, and he has a pair of Tarrant County Sheriff's deputies kind of guarding him. <laughs> and apparently apparently that is common practice down there just to, in, just to make sure that there isn't a complete and utter media fracas, right. just to kind of uh, maintain order at the, at the convention, I, I'd assume is the best way to describe it, or the meetings. Now, Jeff Passan said this um, the other day. I'm pulling up his tweets right now. Where is it? Where is it? Okay. So, Manfred on the gravity of the allegations against the Astros. Any allegations that relate to a rule violation that could affect the outcome of a game or games is the most serious matter. We have what is going to be a really, really thorough investigation ongoing. Manfred on potential discipline, the general warning I issued to clubs I stand by. It certainly could be all of those things, but my authority under the Major League Constitution would be broader than those things as well. Translation, he has the authority to hammer teams. Now, Manfred says, I have no reason to believe it extends beyond the Astros at this point in time, but you have to figure. Good to know. The Boston Red Sox, just for using damn Apple Watches in 2017, got fined half a million dollars. Right. That's categorically different than what's being alleged against the Houston Astros. And anyone watching the Boston Red Sox in 2019 would, would never mistake them. For having, you know, for having stolen everybody's signs, well, they, they just didn't win enough. Well, let they were, they, let, were, they let weren't ask, any good. Let me ask you this: What if um, they did steal signs in 2018, and then people re- they realized, oh, people are getting wise to us, and they stopped doing it in 2019? I mean, and that was the result. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you know, was there an attempt to was there an attempt to 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 use the rule prohibiting certain certain methods of stealing signs you know was there was there an attempt to to get an advantage in that way yeah and i think that's what the apple watches were a part of yes was it a chronic organizational wide effort i just don't see it they were the reds honestly man that red sox offense in 2018 was yeah just it was just a it was video up. game good. was just it, a, it was playing on rookie mode but if you watch them watch them and then watch the Houston Astros in the first couple of games of the ALCS. The Houston Astros in the first couple of games are swinging the bats like they know what's coming. And the Red Sox just didn't look that way. Watch the two teams side by side and you'll see. Either way, Paulie D, after hearing all of that, what is your take on what's going on? I mean, my take is that, okay, there's a rule that permits 
that permits attempting to attempting to 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 look at or, or to get a view of another team's signs, right? It permits it up to a point. Right. It's it, it's kind of it's not an official rule, but it's kind of like an unwritten rule. Like if you're just using your eyes and if you pick something up, then of course you can take advantage of it. You can one, use it. One thing that comes to mind for me personally, right? Uh, and and this was in my notes, but we're, but this is it's so relevant to what you're saying. Sure. When I was playing high school ball, we we had this wasn't a league game, mind you, but I noticed in one particular game. Um, every time a the coach wanted his wanted the pitcher to throw a fastball, he would do like a motion kind of like this. Uh, for those of you who can't see, because you know this is a podcast, <laughs> I got, I'm making a fist and I'm brushing the, and I'm brushing the I'm making my uh, fist with my left hand he, and the palm he, of my right hand is kind of brushing against it up top. He'd give a hand signal. Yeah, he'd give a hand signal and and he, he was do, he wasn't doing it kind of like where everyone could see it. Now, but they were communicating with a lot of sign language because right. this happened to be a school for the deaf that we were playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I noticed- Really that, bury the lead on that one. Yeah. So <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't realize how relevant to the story it was until now. So I so we noticed, oh, like every time he makes this hand signal, that means the fastball is coming. And we, we took advantage of it accordingly and we won the game. That's fine. Right. But right. It, but if we're like- You need to switch up your signs. Yes. You need to switch up your <laughs> signs. Or, or if we had like a video camera stealing the signs and then we're like, someone was, you know, banging on on the fence by the dugout. So that's that's actually precisely my point, right? So so yeah. it's within the rules of Major League Baseball, if a guy on second base picks up the catcher's signs and relays them to the dugout and they relay it to the batter or relays it to the batter directly, that's within the rules. You yeah. Know? It, that's- it's it's. A I mean, we saw that in the ALC in the ALDS last year because right. when Severino was tipping his pitches, he, I saw Mookie Betts pretty much saying, "Hey, fastball, fastball, right. fastball, right, so. right, right." But that's but that's a different but that's a different animal than what's being described here. What is being described here is an organizational wide effort to gain an unfair advantage over other teams. They're using they're using, they're using uh, uh, it involves the extensive use of technology. It involves. Uh, it involves the use of such technology deployed around a home park to which they have exclusive access. Uh, and also, it's interesting that you, it's interesting earlier that you talked about the uh, the sounds being heard from the sixth inning on JB. You know why? Why? Because it tells me what that tells me is that they they're a team that knows what they're doing. They know they can't do it all the time or they'll get caught and that's a team trying to evade detection because they know because they know if they get caught that there's going to be consequences and and so, and so that and so what that tells me is not only are you doing something you're not supposed to be doing but you're doing it to such an extent and to such a degree that you actually have to that you actually have to pick and choose your spots sometimes in which you use it so as not to get caught and trigger you know and and, and trigger discipline that that's like a like a like a uh, you know like a bad intent there you know what i mean they 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 know it they're still doing it and and, the, and I guess they, they don't care as long as they don't get caught. And here are some numbers to back up just how much the system is helping them. Uh, this is from the K Show today. Unfortunately, there weren't any other numbers put up as reference. Uh, these were these are the uh, Houston Astros numbers against off-speed pitches in 2017. Their batting average against off-speed pitches, 254, best in Major League Baseball that year. Uh, OPS, 715, number one. Strikeouts, 567, number one. Their chase rate, 28%, and that's also number one. They swing the bat yeah, like they know what's coming. No team is this good. It, it's just a fact. There, There is no team that is that good. But they tr- they try not to do it so much to make it stink. They don't want to go out there and win 130 games. 
I, you know, because they know some. I mean, shoot, we win 130 games. Somebody's going to get wise to us. You know what I mean? They they can't go out there and win 120. Although now, knowing what they've been doing, I believe they could have done it. But this is where it kind of gets interesting because you said it yourself. This is a situation where an organization is being accused of flat out flouting the rules to gain an unfair advantage, right? And they know that, and they know that they're doing it, and they're and they're kind of tempering the um, tempering the degree to which they do it, as so as to avoid you know so as to avoid detection, right? And but Rosenthal also reported players would quote would quote unquote lament the particular system, you know, with the banging not being set up on on time on a given day. Uh, they long for the bang of the trash can, um, and I, th- I think they mentioned oh how they don't like playing on the road compared to at home. Right. And because it's harder to set up because you have to set up your operation on a fly every night. Let's talk or about on the, on the fly. Let's go back to Beltron for a second because because sure. you said they were swinging like they knew what like they knew what was coming. I, I mean, look, if anybody who's watched the Astros over the past three years knows that there's moments in games where it just and I mean, then, and I don't know if you saw this. Uh, John it Boy, just looks like that. John Boy pointed this out. Their strikeout rate has. Dropped considerably since this since, since 2017. Right now, of course, now, of course it has. Now going back, <laughs> going back to Beltron. Even if I'm convinced, even if he wasn't actively involved in setting it up, he no doubt took advantage of this to no, the nth degree. Everyone took advantage of it. Well, consider this, Paul. His uh, Carlos Beltron's on base percentage dropped over 50 points from his mark in 2016 compared to 2017. His walks and strikeouts were about the same. The only real difference was his strikeout percentage went up about three points. To me, this means he's swinging more freely. Why wouldn't he do that if he knew if he didn't know exactly what was coming? Right. I mean, what more do you need? Right. Plain and simple. And look, Alex Cora, Bennett, uh, 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 to the to the extent that he helped set it up, or to the extent that he even knew about it, Alex Cora benefits from it because he's the bench coach and a World Series winner in 2017, and parlays that into a managing uh, management gig the next year. And we'll we'll get we'll get to Cora in a second, but. Going back to AJ Hinch, I think he is no doubt complicit in this. I, Plain there, and simple. I, not, there's not a doubt in my mind. He carries himself with a holier than thou air, and he even if he wasn't the brains behind the operation, he let this happen under his watch. Right. Uh, he, I, had, he had he had to it, know. He let it happen. He had to be in the loop in he some way, shape, or form. He just had to be aware of it. You know, let's let's say completely off the wall that you know one of the players set all this up. He had to know. It's your clubhouse. You know what's going on. You know, you're there. If it was the ownership, you you absolutely know what's going on. You know, somebody's banging on a trash can. You know, <laughs> you know what's going on. You, I mean, you're not. A, you're not. You can't be. You're, you're, he's not a babe in the woods. He's really not. And Manfred has apparently monitored the Astros before, but to no avail. They have to have a system in place. To, oh, they're on the warpath. Quick, hide everything. Right. That hence. You know, it's like it's probably hence, like a baseball speakeasy in some sort of way. Look, and hence, hence, you know, on the games on YouTube, oh, we only noticed the banging after the sixth inning. Yeah, there you go. I mean, avoiding um, detection. Now, in terms of in terms of the punishment, Paul D, for, before we get into that, I need to ask you something. Oh wait, l- let me ask you. Let me ask you this. I've got. Yeah. Uh, let's just. I just want to be clear about this. Yeah, How sure. bad do you think this is? I think it's very bad. Okay, I think this is. I mean, Joel Sherman had an article in the Post recently which compared it to the Black Sox scandal. Do you compare it to the Black Sox scandal? I think it's a bizarro version of the Black Sox scandal because the Black Sox scandal, you know, you had eight players on the Chicago White Sox who threw the World Series because they were pissy that Charlie Comiskey wasn't paying them what they thought they deserved. Right. Now, right, with the benefit of history, I feel like the Black Sox have gotten way more sympathetic than these guys are. 100%. Right. Because like th- this would be like if the Black Sox 
it was kind of the reverse. If they were used, if they were playing dirty pool to win the games as opposed to lose them, right? So it's a it's like it's a bizarro version of the Black Sox scandal. I think it's devastating for the game. I think that it's going to cause a ripple effect throughout Major League Baseball and how teams just build their analytics departments. I think there's going to be more extreme vetting. There's a lot to there's a lot to there's still so many questions to be asked. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of answer there's a lot of questions I want answers to is in like how many games did they use it in? Really can is it possible to quantify the amount of wins, if any, right. to the extent that this scheme existed, the amount of wins, if any, that this scheme uh, resulted in? Yeah, um, I disagree that it's going to be devastating to the game. Uh, I think I think baseball fans, and quite frankly, that's really who it, the only people that watch it during the regular season. Anyway, I don't think baseball fans are going to be too dissuaded. Although there's although Astros fans might see an exodus, you know, Astros attendance might might go down um, if it if it doesn't break in their favor and if there's heavy penalties. Right. But I think around the league, I think attendance will be the same. And quite frankly, attendance isn't great in every city. And um, although I do agree with you that this is really bad, this is bad to me because what it does is is it spans more than one season. Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, we're talking potentially potentially over four hundred games. Um, and I think, and I think also because it spans seasons, this is affected. Not only as Mike Fire said, I think, and I think guys have spoken up because the Astros have cost people employment. Number one, but this has also cost cities, potentially cost whole cities playoff berths. You know, and all the attendant, you know, and all the attendant benefits that go with a playoff berth for a for 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 this city or that city. This yeah. is this has maybe cost certain teams trips to the World Series, and in the case of the Dodgers, it might have even cost them a title. It might have, and it could have cost some guys jobs. You know, and this is this like is how, how this, many how many I need to see the this I need to look ni- this up. This isn't nine games in nineteen nineteen. This is over four hundred yeah. games over how, three. I years. I want to know how many players or or pitchers got sent down to the minors or outright released just from a bad outing in Houston. Right. I mean, this is this is this is more than a butterfly. This is if the butterfly because by that extension, this isn't just about uh, gamesmanship or right. or enhanced gamesmanship. This you're messing with people's well. Um, you're messing with people's jobs. There's a ripple effect. Yes. To every game that you game yourself into winning, there's a ripple effect to that. This isn't just the butterfly effect. This is as if, you know, there was a butterfly effect, but the butter but the butterfly was the size of a planet. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 literally just just cascading all these all these outcomes, you know, into major league baseball that may not otherwise exist but for this cheating to the extent that it's proven i i just don't see how it's not proven cuz i yeah. think i think i absolutely i'm in, i i am in i am in the tank for i absolutely think the astros have been doing this i think they have been doing this and i think that explains what i've been seeing over the past 3 years with this team right cuz i remember i went to a double uh double header at yankee stadium yankees astros uh, in 2017 oddly enough right and i remember tanaka was having an off year that year anyway but i just remember the astros were lighting him up right. like a christmas tree you cost the, chris they, sale you cost chris sale some of the best years of his life I'm that's sorry. that's what I'm really annoyed. That's what I'm really annoyed at the Astros. What does Chris for doing. Sale have to do with this? Chris Sale, if they were if they were cheating, and, and as I believe that they were, they knew whatever he was throwing. Okay, and they cost Chris Sale some of the best postseason runs of his life by doing what they did in seventeen. 
Okay, but how how does that what does that have to do with with his shoulder already getting tired beforehand? Uh, let's let's be, let's be real frank. In 2017, oh in the two, god, in here two, we go. Let's be real frank that his his shoulder wasn't all that bulky in 2017. Number one, and at the end of 20 in 2017 was arguably I think the best year that he ever had. He's one way the hardest. I'm just annoyed. I'm all fired up. Jay. All right. Well, you know, we're going to talk penalties so you can get expunged some of the yeah. energy. Now, this is something that um, the K show has brought up a couple of times, and I want to ask you, since you're a Patriots fan. Sure. How bad is this compared to Spygate? I think it's much... I actually think, to the degree that Spygate was a thing that existed and is actually true, I think this is much worse and two, for two reasons. Yeah. Number one, Spygate, to me, didn't span the number of seasons that this spans. Right. right. And, and Spygate, the Patriots got caught doing something that it was later determined most other NFL teams do. And, and that's, and that's yes. actually my second point. Yes. What the Patriots were caught doing was doing a little bit more than everyone else was already doing. I don't think most other ball clubs have an operation close to what the Astros were doing. Mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it's apples and oranges. I really do, you know. I, right. I I think it's I also think it's kind of incomparable. Right. Just because, um, Major League Baseball's presence and or significance it's not even close compared to the NFL. The NFL is a truly global brand. They're having games in London. Major League Baseball is trying to get on that same level, and they're taking great steps to do so. Right. But to say that... The, game, the games in London are a great start, by Yes, the way. but to say that this is on the same level of Spygate, I don't think it's the right move, because Spygate's punishments amount to a little more than a slap on a wrist. They they were, indeed, sanctions handed down by the league. No, no, no. So, actually, here's a, here, let's, let's do the analogy this way. Okay. If, for Spygate to have been worse... Or for Spygate to have been on a level with what's with what's going with what's been going on with the Houston Nationals and what the Houston Nationals have been doing, and I don't really think there's any doubt what they were doing, they would have had to not only view, been able to view the formations and the walkthroughs, they would have had to they would have ha- have had a way to decode each defensive play call and offensive play call in game. Do, right. you, know, do you know what I mean? Like if Bel if Spygate revealed to Belichick. Exactly what plays they were calling to oppose his offense, and exactly what plays they were calling to oppose his defense through the games. Then it's starting to be on a level with what this is. Right. It's a, it's a the, what the Astros are doing affected the games are would have affected the games on a moment to moment basis. Yes. Spygate. Yeah, it gives it gave I think the Patriots insights into kind of the schemes that they were dealing with. It gave with. them insights, but it, but it also and helped them prepare. And don't forget, Bill Belichick's already a great, great, already a, one of the most fantastic coaches when it comes to pre, when it comes to pregame preparation already. Yeah, of course, to give him any added input is giving him a big advantage. Do you right. know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. But it's just that. It's all in the preparation. It's not something that's necessarily actionable moment to moment in the game on Sunday. And, and I recall one game happening in Foxborough. It was either it was either after Spygate, between maybe after Deflategate, I can't remember, but one, one team was saying, "Oh, um we only got static in our helmets so we couldn't hear plays being called." No, I Yeah, but know. I I I don't think but the fact that no other teams came forward and said, "Oh yeah, we had that problem too." I mean, Joette's an old stadium. I'm sure it had nothing. to Is it that old? To, no, it's not. But okay. the, I mean, I'm, um, I mean, look, I've joked with I've joked with my Patriot fan friends, um, my friends who are Patriots fans. You know that yeah, it might have been it might have been a little gamesmanship. But but look again, it's not affecting the. the 
what Spygate was doesn't affect the game again, like the Ash, like what the Astros are doing. Yeah, on it a, does on a moment to moment, play by play basis. This does, and right. that's why it's so insidious. This is like this was a concerted effort to flout the rules of baseball and change outcomes of games right. in their own favor. Change outcomes of at bats in yes. their own favor. Like we, you know, we know, you know, if if the, if this if if he's getting an a, if he's getting a two zero fastball. And you and you have that sign. You not only he not only knows he's getting it, but he knows where he's getting it. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. These guys are major league hitters. Before we get into our own ideas for penalties, I want to. I want to. You know, we're we're gonna set. We're gonna say what the K show suggested as as penalties, and then we will offer our own ideas from there. Sound good? That yeah, that's a. I, and I think they do a pretty good job of kind of getting to. Of kind of fleshing out some of the arguments that you could have on yeah. penalties. Now, per the K show, any team that wins the World Series, wins the World Series, not just reaches, any team that gets to the World Series and wins, that generates approximately $70 million in profits. Per K, now this is what Michael K would do. Find Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, find Crane $50 million. Oof. And then he stopped short of a lifetime ban just because he feels that's that's very harsh. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, year suspension. And then from there, um, here's a good question to have. Are the players as responsible as the masterminds behind the operation? I'm going to say no. Kennesaw, Kennesaw Mountain Landers would disagree with me because per, per the Black Sox scandal, right? Uh, the players are responsible. But this, not, but, in, no, yeah, not in this. Ownership, not in this. Ownership infrastructure or front office infrastructure back then. Do wait, hang on. If the question is, do they bear? Do a, does a player involved in this bear some culpability? One hundred percent. Yes. If the question is, do they bear as much responsibility as the organization that essentially crafted this scheme? No, I would say no. Well, this brings up Kay's point, and I think LaGreca joined in joined in on this. Now, this was Le, this was Don LaGreca and Peter Rosenberg's idea first, but Kay kind of it took a while to come around. In lieu of player suspensions, the Astros vacate the title, like, and you make it so that yeah, okay, we have the memory of them winning, but on their media guides, merchandise in the stadium, they are not allowed to call themselves the 2017 World Series championship champion Astros anymore. And in the history books, there was no the, title they were, award of they, that year. Yes, the, yeah, or, or put an asterisk next to it, or an asterisk that says title vacated. Right. And uh, this is obviously the last thing that Manfred wants. Nobody gets a pass. Now, Crane, we already find him fifty million dollars. It's his first offense. What you could do, according to Kay. Attach a stipulation that if he gets busted for stuff like this again, it's a forced sale of the team. Wow, that's that's a yeah. heck of a thing. And oh, I'm sorry, that was LaGreco who said that. And the Astros apparently have a rep. They're loathed by all the owners, which could which could mean that Manfred will drop the hammer down. It's better to be too rough than it is too leaning at this point. Right. But just to give an idea into how Crane works, um, Kay said that he there that Crane has quote unquote something behind the eyes that he's got this whole don't mess with me vibe mm-hmm. almost like a mob boss right apparently some years back um, Michael Kay and David Cohen were calling a Yankees Astros game on yes and they were this was back when the Astros were tanking it and they were just talking about the process of rebuilding through the draft this that and the other the next day Jim Crane walked into their booth during a commercial break with a PR guy and had like an, an actual piece of paper in front of him and said hey you got this wrong you got this wrong you got this wrong. Okay. Yeah. Like he <laughs> he has no power at Yankee Stadium. Why right. would he do that? Right. Well, because he thinks he does and he would like to you know, and he and he wants to wants to control the messaging. Uh next question. Which of us is going first in terms of penalty ideas? You know what? 
Um, I'll go. All right. Yeah, you go first. All right. So, because I'm a Yankees fan, I have opinions about this. I mean, so I mean, look, I we, the Sox have been clashing with the Astros, you know, since 2016. Yeah. You know, and they're. It, I just can't. I I just can't. I can't stand them as much as the Yankee fans. You know. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is this. I think that a fine is fine. A fine is good for Jeff Lunau. Okay. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hang on one second. For, for Crane, you mean? Yeah, yeah. For Jim, I think that a fine is good for Jim Crane. I'm generally against. I'm going to start at the top and go down. Okay. I'm generally against forced sales. And the reason I'm against forced sales is because I'm generally against any organization, no matter if it's a cartel, and and I don't mean that in a bad way, but Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, they're all all cartels. And by that, I just mean they're a group of organizations that's banded together and decided to have rules to, to, to govern their conduct. That's all. Major League Baseball is a cartel. I'm generally against, even if it's a cartel, somebody telling somebody else what they can do with their property. If he's the owner, the Astros are his property. You know, the he can he can do with it what he wants. I think a fine, I think a fine hits harder, and I think a fine hits harder if it's directed at him personally. Now, for sale, that also largely depends. Like, I'm I'm not sure what um what Major League Baseball's bylaws are like. Right now, neither but, am I. But either. the NBA, like what, what Donald Sterling is the one example. There is. There was a system in place to remove him as owner of the Clippers. And look, that there might be, there there might be, and quite frankly, probably is something dealing something in the agreements that the owners signed with each other in a, in the Major League Baseball. That said, I'm generally against that. I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't like somebody with property being told what to do with that. Property. No, I can respect that. They own it; it's theirs. You can make them feel as uncomfortable as you like because that's your right. Yeah, but you know it's his right to hold on. I I believe to to what he owns, but a, a fine, a personal fine, is I think is warranted, uh, and I and I would attach a multiplier for how many seasons it went on. Yeah, right. So if it's one season, it's one thing, and then you attach a multiplier that grows exponentially. Right. Yes. So it's three times if it's two seasons, and nine times if it's three seasons. You see what I mean? Yeah. It gets heavier the longer you do it. Right. Right. And I think that's important because the time, the time is what is what's so galling to me about this is yeah, that sure. it, is that it's been going on for so long to the degree that it's been going on, and I believe that it has. Okay. Uh, AJ Hinch. I believe that a fine and a suspension is appropriate yeah. because I, I don't think that there's any I don't because I, I think everyone's getting fined regardless. I don't. Th- I'm talking a fine that's strong enough to vacate his salary for the amount of time that this was going on. Uh, Lagreca made that point too because um, 20- vacate his salary. Well, uh, that's funny you mention that because you know uh, Jose Altuve was the MVP in 2017. Right. And if he's benefiting from the system, LaGreca said, look, you can't tell the writers their votes are invalid, but tell Altuve, hey, whatever money you made in 2017, that's your fine for being involved in this. Right. Now that gets dicey with the players union, obviously. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the players just yet. I'm talking about the organi- I'm talking about the organization. Yeah, of course. And I'm talking about management. Yeah. Um in terms of in terms of Alex Cora, I would say the same thing. Yeah. A fine commensurate to his degree of involvement, 
But if he is a mastermind, as kind of people are suggesting that he was. Uh, if I may backtrack a little bit, let's say that Hinch is the mastermind. How long do you suspend him for? A season? I, I suspend him for a season. Okay. A, a full season, and then you vacate his salary for every You vacate his salary enough so that he, he has literally made zero dollars for the right. amount of time that this was going on. So if it was going on for 2017, 18... Those, those are headphones that fell. Never mind. Right. It was, it was going on. <laughs> Problems for, in the studio, folks. It, it was going on for 17, 18, and 19. He's fined his salary for those three years, and that's it. Okay. You, you know, I don't want you. I don't want anybody to be able to profit off of this. Sure. I say the same thing with Cora. Okay. You know, and actually with uh, and actually with Lunau. Yeah. To, to the ex- to the extent anybody was able to profit off of this, that salary should be vacated. Um, I yeah, but, yeah, but with, with with vacated salary, what's to stop Jim Crane from just writing a check and then and then clearing the fine? No, there's nothing. There's nothing yeah. you can stop him. But but that's ML- what Bob crafted for Belichick, right? But um, you know, the Major League Baseball has to has to put its foot down, and so what you do is you accompany the fines with suspensions. Yeah, um, I'm not for suspending Jim Crane. I just don't think it'd do any good. It's hard to say because how the, do you suspend an owner? I mean, they, they got George Steinbrenner out for two years. Yeah, but are they with modern technology? Are you really suspending them, or are you just making sure that they can't show up at the ballpark? Is column it, A, column B. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. is it is it like back then? That was something. Yeah, like to bar him from actual operations and to bar him from coming to the stadium. Well, yeah, you know, there's a lot of soft things well, Jim Crane it, can do now. It's this is where the investigation into Brandon Taubman's conduct becomes e- and their Astros front office culture comes all the more interesting because apparently this was per Evan Drellick's initial report on the front office culture of the Astros. Right. Apparently, Jim Crane has had a few discrimination lawsuits against him. Ooh. So, and not ne- not necessarily when he was with the Astros. Although, what employer has? Yeah, but Jim Crane has got a rep. He is a he is that may be very Texas. Like I mean, I already mentioned what Kay said about him. So you never know. Maybe that investigation, on top of what's going on with the cheating, will uncover something where it becomes like a Donald Sterling situation, and it's like, no, he's got to go. So just to so just to just to basically finish this up yeah. for Cora, if he's found to be a mastermind, is one of the original creators, you suspend him for a season, accompany him with the fine that vacates his salary. Yeah. If if he's merely complicit, yeah, I I agree with you. Uh, I think you suspend him for half the season. Your fines for the for your fines for player management, like the yeah. the managers and coaches yep. and players, any fines need to be accompanied by suspensions, or there's no bite to it. Right. And the long and short of it is that this, in terms of penalties, this is the hardest part of the conversation to have right. because no matter what sends Manfred head, uh, hands down, I and mean, we already talked about, you want to be too rough compared to too lenient. Sure. No matter what the what Manfred's ruling is, it's going to be criticized right by by several people, and it's going to be criticized and, by everyone in Houston. Yes, if it's too rough. And and the Sox getting fined for using Apple Watches, that's going to pale in comparison to what what we have coming down. Yeah, well, I mean, there were no allegations of an organizational-wide... Right, it was... Essentially it was, conspiracy to game the game on a day-to-day basis. Well, yeah, because the Red Sox, when, when they, if I recall correctly, when they got busted with the Apple Watches, it was when they were playing the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. It and, was. And the Yankees were, even though they were the wildcard team that year, they weren't quite out of the division race just yet. Right, no, they weren't Yeah, so... So like it was, it was an instance because you know um, MLB is investigating other teams to see if there's any other types of dirty pool going on like this, right? Because that thing, it's like, oh, all right, that's kind of a dicey practice here. So you you really shouldn't be doing that. It's it's not like it's 
that is something that was worthy of a slap on the wrist. I think where so. the watch once was. I think so too, <laughs> because I, I don't I don't want I don't want to see electronic communications right added to this added to this kind of mix. Yeah. I don't I don't have a problem with the guy with I don't have a problem say with DJ LeMayhew standing on second base and stealing Christian Vasquez's signs because that's baseball. That's been going on for 120 yeah, but years. But this system has been caught on tape on the right. Astros World Series right. DVD. Right. This is categorically different. Right. Now, if I were in charge, let's say that I'm the commissioner. All right, hit me. What yeah. fu- what what do you do? All right, I would bring the hammer down hard. Now, Jim Crane, depending on his level of involvement, I would give the Donald Sterling treatment. Not necessarily be forced to sell the team, but I would make it so that he is banned for life and barred from working for the Astros in any capacity save for cashing the check. Wow, that's rough. Yeah. Now, and the same goes for Jeff Lunau, because remember, he was with the Cardinals before Houston hired him. And if you recall, 2015, the Cardinals got busted for hacking the Astros. It was after Luna had left the, had left the Cardinals, but I have a hard time believing that whatever system St. Louis was using... Uh, was one in which he had no hand in building. That's actually a really great point. Yeah. And Carlos Beltran was with uh, the Cardinals at one point, and he said, oh, like we had a system on, an, on a team I used to, I used to work, uh, play for. So maybe, that, maybe it was the Cardinals, even though Luna was gone by the time he got there. Right. So regarding Hinch, I think, I think that if he is deeply involved, I would ban him for life. Oh. Otherwise, now here's where I would get. That's, that's, I think that's a little harsh. Now here's what we haven't talked about. You mentioned Cora. What about the rest of the coaching staff? Well, How complicit were they? Well, I mean, here's here's really kind of where it goes. It's got to stop somewhere in terms of the coaching staff, right? Yes. Which there's got to be some cutoff level of involvement. You're either you're either a mastermind or you're complicit. And right. if you're complicit, how complicit are you? It cuts off with the guys who were complicit. Guys who just knew it was going on, didn't really take part, and didn't really have a part in designing it. This, I mean, those guys are going to tend to go away scot-free. This idea I had, it comes from, it, it, I was inspired by Buck Showalter, who appeared on the K Show. Oh, yeah, that was a great interview. And he said, you really want to hit them in the win column. Right. Which is why I think it is now that, now this all depends on how deep it ran with the coaching staff. If, it, if the situation warrants it, you suspend Hinch and his entire staff for a year. And force the Astros to hire a hire one year guys on an interim basis. Let me ask you this: Here's something I'm really in favor of. What's that? Um, because I, I I'm I'm tired of watching the Astros. What's that? As a Red Sox fan, I'm tired okay. of them. I'm tired of seeing them in the postseason specifically. Yep. So for as many years, here's here's the you know uh, one of my notes that I've jotted down. For as many years as this scheme lasted, I believe that they should be ineligible for the playoffs. Well, I did touch on that because um, let's move back to reality. This would probably never happen because I think that one thing that you can do, I would hand this down. No matter what the Astros record or playoff standing for the next three years, as you just said, no postseason eligibility. I think so. I don't. If they win a hundred games in a season or will lead the ALS by ten or more games, great. Congratulations. Doesn't matter. You're out of the playoffs. Oh wait, and you think you're going to tank for the next three years? Guess what else I do? You're last in the draft. Every, well, you, well have yeah. the mo- you have the you have the you have the least advantaged position in the draft for the next three well, years. Well, that's another thing because you're because pro- what my my initial idea would go hand in hand with heavy fines, forfeiture right. of draft picks, let's right, say three right, to five right. first rounders, and com- I just just stick them last so you don't tank. So there's no benefit to tanking. You yeah. just want to you just want to remove the benefit from tanking. And well, may, well, Emil, well, the owners are already talking about putting in a rules to combat tanking so that if you lose 90 games, um, two or three years in a row, you get docked international signing money and you fall 10 places in the draft. Nice. So, um, the sorry. way, the way, it sorry, would go Baltimore. On, sorry, Baltimore, 
But the, but the way it would go, it would go under this postseason ban thing. Let's say they can't compete in the postseason. Second team place in the division goes in their place. Yep. Wild card races are adjusting accordingly yep. if necessary. Going back to reality, let's here- disband the Astros. Let's burn. <laughs> let's burn down Minute Maid. Par- no, I'm kidding. I actually got a got a friend who jokes about the Astros moving to Anchorage as punishment. <laughs> <laughs> they can play baseball in the snow. Hey, let them let them move to the Falkland Islands. Argentina, nice, nice. Uh, Argentina. Going back to reality. All in all, I think that we can expect the following. We're going to get year suspension for Hinge, maybe some of his staff members. I think so. Even if it, It's like I said, even if he wasn't a mastermind, he let this happen. He was complicit, plain and simple. I also think Cora gets a taste. Cora's going to get 80 games because here's where Cora gets complicated. He's the bench coach, and he's serving at the pleasure of Hinge. Right. Now- he may have found the practice reprehensible. We we could uh, that could be the case. It but, didn't. He, but even nobody, saying nobody finds winning reprehensible. Well, yeah, because saying, "Oh, I was just following orders." That doesn't matter. Right. Beltran's the hard part. He's retired now, but was a player in 2017, and this means the union is going to defend him hard. Okay. Here's what I do for players. Okay. Let me let me throw this at you. I don't find them or suspend them. Okay. They're the players. It's. It's not their fault that they took advantage of something that was freely offered to them by owners and management. To me, this is this is a problem with owners and with team management, right? Yeah. But what I do do to the players is every players I vacate all their stats for for the for the for the whole year in which they were involved on a team that was involved in the system. So it's not good. So when you go up for arbitration, when you go up for when you go up for, uh, would you take away that your service time too? At, oh, that's I would not. No, I. So like that, that's gonna imp, that's gonna impact that's gonna impact people on their rookie contracts. What I do do though is I vacate the stats, and by that I mean it's zero point zero zero every stat you have. So yep. it just so it doesn't pay. It literally does not pay to play for a cheater. Yeah, and so like Altuve's MVP, vacate it. Every award, every Silver Slugger, you vacate it all for every year that the Astros are found to have cheated. You just zero 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 out everybody's stats and let them go into free agency that way, and that's your and that's your penalty because what you should have done is you should have spoken up and you didn't, and the players' union will go. Nuts! If that were ever, if that were ever even suggested, yep. And I don't believe that it would ever actually happen. And going back to Beltron, though, his being with the Mets now really complicates things. Oh yeah, because the Mets, we, we talked about them. They can't, we've talked about them before. They can't afford another PR nightmare after after last <laughs> after year's Varga, crap with after Vargas, after Callaway, Vargas, and somebody else were threatening a reporter. Now, do they fire him? I don't know, but I think that. Unless something earth shattering comes to light, he will be the Mets manager next year. No, yeah, I don't think I don't think this jeopardizes his position as Mets manager. I think if he's if he was acting in his in his capacity as a player while this was going down, I don't think it should impact him as a manager because he wasn't a manager and he wasn't in charge of anybody. Right, he was he was a DH who was on the who was on the outs of his career. I literally cannot see him even getting a suspension, maybe a small fine. I guess I think that there had depending on what comes up, there might be a short suspension. Because if, if the, let's say that he was complicit in this, but not overly so, I I would approach him, the players' union, and Tony Clark, and I would say, look, what if he helped design it? Here's what I would do. I'm going to find an undisclosed amount. Okay, twenty game suspension. That's heavy for a new manager. That's heavy. 
Well, that's why the Mets are also talking to Joey Cora about being his bench coach. Because apparently Cora has been overdue for a manager's job for a while. Yeah, he has. And that's that's not a terrible choice for a bench coach either. Really not. Either way, as fans... That's actually, that's actually a weirdly savvy move from the Mets. It's not official yet, but they've just been talking. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not either, used to this. Either way, we need to brace ourselves for something big. Joel Sherman, like I said, I already, so. already compared this to the Black Sox scandal in the post. The media has set the bar, especially with Rosenthal. He's one of baseball's best writers. He's leading the way. He's at the forefront of all this. I'm just going to say this much. If the Astros get off with a slap on the wrist, the damage is going to be beyond repair in some cases. I think the damage is I think the damage is worse if you go too light than if you go too heavy on yes, the penalty. Number absolutely. one. And number two the, it needs to be a deterrent punishment. Right. And number two, the the other thing I'd say is that um is that to the extent that people want to, you know, say you're doing histrionics, you know, it's not worse than the Black Sox scandal. It's not worse than Pete Rose. Look P. Rose bet on some games. He wasn't out there playing them. The Black Sox played nine games, and they threw a World Series. This You're talking about over 400 games yeah. where one team had the thumb on the scale mm-hmm. over every single other team in the league. I I, I need there, – there's got to be some blood here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking red wedding amounts of blood. No, but there's – I mean, look, there's there's got to be some pain felt here. Yeah, I mean, for for me, from where I stand, there's got to be a little pain. Yeah, and hopefully it it all comes out in the wash and all the tea gets spilled because what a black mark on the game, Pauly Day. Yeah, it's what, what a black mark indeed. It's re- it's really lousy. I'm glad that it wasn't one of the archival franchises. I'm glad it yeah. wasn't the Cubs. I'm glad it wasn't the Sox or the Yanks or the Mets. You know now, what, now you what, know what it, I mean? Now, what if it was determined that the Sox were engaging in similar tactics? Sorry. Sorry, guys, but... <laughs> yeah, same with the Yankees. <laughs> Got to clean house. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, because... You, you can't have it. Look, we can't have it. Unless you're going to unless you're gonna let every team do it. Yeah. And and you're going to... And you're going to set... Um, my question is, how many careers were altered irrevocably by the Astros' conduct? I don't know. You I, did, do you know what I mean? Like... One too many. That's a, all I can say. A lot. Yeah. Like it's probably the number is probably a lot unless you're going to give every team the same advantage and allow them to exploit the yep. same things that you've been exploiting. It's this goes way beyond the you know this goes way beyond the rule that says it's generally okay to steal signs within certain strictures you know yeah. and you know and it goes to the competitive it goes to the competitive the competitiveness of the game and the competitive balance within the league and it's got to be corrected. Yeah. Um, either way, unfortunately, that is all the time we have left for today, Paulie D. Oh, man. I know. This is a good episode. Talking yeah, about us. Yeah, but uh, anyway, special thanks to ESNY, the voice, the pulse of New York City sports. Special thanks to the QED and Astoria. Always have a great time recording here. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Josh B. ESNY. At Paulie D. Says. All right, and you know what it is they say, Paulie D. What's that, JB? You may be wrong, but for all I know, you may be right. Let's punish these Astros. Oh, please. Oh, please.